Hi, I'm Terrell Turner, the host of The Law and Finance Show, and today we have another great guest on. Now, one of the things about practicing law is that a lot of people do kind of struggle with being able to hold on to their identity of who they are and truly being themselves as they navigate the legal industry. And then another thing that people kind of have a challenge with is when it comes to actually starting your law firm of really transitioning from practicing law to building a business around it, but still being able to do it in a way that is authentic to you and to be able to do it in a way that actually helps and brings value to your clients. So we have an amazing guest on today and we're going to hop into that conversation when we come back. So stay tuned. So without further ado, let me bring on my guest, Liku Amadi. Welcome to the show, Liku. Hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely no problem at all. I'm glad that we could actually, you know, connect um, to have you as a guest on the show. Um, And like I said, even some of the stuff that you sent over before, like in some of the the questions kind of before the show. Uh, I'm definitely excited to talk about that because I, I think as you put in there, just, you know, that one thing you want it to be remembered for is like being yourself, you know, throughout as you serve with, you know, with excellence and being professional, but being able to still hold on to who you are in this. So I, I think that is amazing. And I'm, I'm looking forward to hopping into that conversation. Yeah, thank you. I'm looking forward to it, too. Let's get into it. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we jump into the details of that, um, one of the things I always like to ask is what part of the country are you in? I am on the West Coast. Okay. California, Oakland, to be exact. (laughs) Okay. Nice. Nice. Awesome. And now before we jump even further, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yeah, definitely. Um, as you can tell by my name, not really American, Liku Amadi. So my family is originally from Tanzania. My siblings and I were born here. Um, so I've always been in the Bay Area my entire life. Went to Sacramento State, um, which um, is not too far, about an hour and a half for undergrad. And then down in SoCal, San Diego, um, beautiful for law school, and then came back to the Bay afterwards. Um, I started practicing law in 2018, so I've worked for um, two law firms, and the second law firm that I started working at, um, that week, we got the notice to shut down by the governor um, because, of course, COVID, and that was a very interesting and scary transition for me, um, which ultimately led me to decide to open my own practice because the quality of life that I've worked so hard for, took out so many loans for, um, just was not there like I expected it to be. So that's why I started my own practice um, in the middle of my first trimester. And it's been the the best decision ever. Wow, that is quite the quite a lot of change 
so early into the process of your, you know, your professional practice. So one question that I, always, I love, you know, asking and learning a little bit about is what was it about law that intrigued you to want to study law? Man, um, I don't ever recall myself wanting to be something other than a lawyer. There was a time in high school when I wanted to be a rapper, but you know, that doesn't really count. Um, but I just, I love how you can take a set of facts and spin them multiple ways, right? Like you can build multiple stories. So I've always been intrigued by that. I've always loved the art of argument and debate. So that's what initially sparked my interest. And then um, when it came, once I entered adulthood a little bit more, you know, college and especially that first year of law school where there was the, the, the Mike Brown protests and like the, the boom of Black Lives Matter, um, I really wanted to use my knowledge and experience with the law to help Black communities. Um, so my passion shifted to, you know, not just like being super intrigued by arguments um, and what you can do with it, but leveraging it um, in different ways to assist the Black community. So particularly um, criminal justice, which I um, had a huge interest in, but emotionally I couldn't separate myself from. So now in um, the business aspect, which is super critical as well. You know, I want to talk about that a little bit more because I've, I've heard some people say that, and um, which one of the things I, I can say is that you know, the legal industry is one that's uniquely different in in this respect that sometimes the type of law that you practice, you know, it does take a skill to be able to separate yourself emotionally from the case and still, you know, be effective in it. Whereas, you know, for people like myself, my background is accounting and finance. I mean, there isn't too much we get emotional about unless there's like some fraud or some issue going on. And it's rare that that happens for us is like the numbers keep things a bit more black and white. So, I mean, for yourself, like, you know, with having that interest in like criminal justice and then but, you know, coming to that point of just realizing like, hey, mentally, this may not be the best place for me. Like, how did you kind of navigate, you know, coming to that conclusion? Man, um, so first, when I had an internship at the public defender's office, I saw how long people worked. Um, I saw that people had second cell phones, uh, you know, for clients. And just, I was like, from a quality of life perspective, that's not for me. Like, we can't be on the phone at 9 p.m. while I'm trying to put the kids to bed and you want to talk about your case or something came up. Like, that's just not the life that I want to live, number one. Um, number two, being passionate about just criminal justice reform and Black lives. And, you know, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want to have to tame that in my everyday profession. Um, and I didn't want my, my mental health to suffer from having, from trying to tame that, if that makes sense. Um, and so I found that instead of me being an advocate in the courtroom, I could do it um, different ways. So, for example, um, I published an article with the Harvard Journal of African-American Policy around uh, recidivism and um, Black people. And so 
I like to write, I like to research, and it may not be as raw, raw, you know, as you probably see on TV, but um, I thought that that was one important way that I can contribute my voice to the conversation without having to let go of how I feel about it or trying to mask that to the extent that it would be to my detriment. You know, I think that's an amazing point because, you know, one of the things that I, I find in just talking to so many people and especially this is one question that I do get a lot with as much content as we create to where like we're producing like three different podcast shows. Plus there's other stuff that we're posting on. We're, we're producing like maybe like seven to eight pieces of content, every videos, every single week. And people ask the question often is like, how do you how do you not veer into, you know, like the things that you are deeply emotionally moved by? and letting that bleed in. And, and I like what you said about, you know, just finding other avenues to still express your voice, you know, in a way that, you know, that is emotionally sustainable for you. So, I mean, I absolutely love that. Thank you. Now, I guess as you kind of made that transition, you know, from, you know, looking at the criminal justice aspect you know, to then, you know, looking at, okay, all right, what other, you know, area of law can I focus in? Like, you know, what helped you kind of make that decision of where to go to next? Yeah, I still, I still wanted to like, you know, deal with facts. I was interested in litigation, right? Um, so more uh, clear cut and not really emotional. So um, I went into insurance defense and that got me a lot of experience preparing for litigation. Um, I actually never went to trial, but definitely took like a lot of depositions, did a lot of discovery, a lot of research, a lot of investigation. And I appreciated that experience for those skills, being able to be so hands-on so early on. Um, and then I got interested in employment law based on a few cases that we did. Um, and so the second firm I was actually just employment law. And that was, um, that was also super interesting and I'm, I'm glad I got to experience that, but that also helped me realize that I don't want to work for corporations. I wanna work for smaller businesses, solopreneurs, um, because again, I felt like that's where our community was at. Um, but yeah, it, it was still great experience for skills um, and just being able to talk to clients and communicate with them directly because I've always wanted to be hands-on. Okay. Awesome. You know, I, I love just that, that reality of like I said, the journey unfolding and some of it finding out like, Hey, what is a good fit? What's not a good fit. And I think mm -hmm. being flexible enough to adjust. I mean, now I guess, is, is there anything that, you know, a, a mindset, a mentor or anything that helped you get comfortable with that? Because I find that a lot of people, especially when it comes down to starting a law firm or going into practicing law, is like it's almost like they lose this sense of flexibility that, hey, you may try this. It may not work. So adjust mm -hmm. and do something different to where it's almost like they force themselves and know I have to do it this way. You know, what was it that kind of gave you that freedom or that flexibility to be able to say, hey, if this isn't the thing, how do we choose a different path? Yeah, someone, I don't know who, but someone told me early on in law school, like, do as many internships as you can. 
so you can figure out what you like, right? And it's the same thing, like when you, once you get into the field, like people change jobs, they change professions, they change careers all the time. So experiment and see what you like. Um, and I appreciated that because I had several in different internships in law school. I worked for a solopreneur. I worked for um, the public defender's office, the DA's office, um, a smaller firm, and then, you know, came out and walked, worked for a small firm and then a, a, a larger firm, you know, countrywide. And so <clears throat> that variety of experience really helped me figure out what I liked, the type of the type of environment I wanted to be in, the type of clients I wanted to work with, the level of communication I wanted to have. Um, so just always keeping that in mind that, you know, you don't have to just stick to one thing, like try things to see what you like. Awesome. I love it. I love it. So now when we're talking about the type of law that you practice now, I want to talk a little bit more about, you know, what are the types of problems that you're, you know, you're addressing and you're helping your clients solve? Yeah. So right now um, in my own practice, I work with online coaches, consultants, and strategists, and I help them establish a solid legal foundation for business. So that is LLC formation. I'm in California. Um, trademarks and uh, contracts, and particularly client contracts. I find that online service providers, um, you know, we need clients to make money, basically. So what I try to preach and what I try to teach is that, you know, that client contract or any contract that you have with people you're doing business with is the foundation of your relationship. So we need to pay special attention to what is in that foundation, the terms that dictate, right? How we get paid, how we communicate, how we get out of issues and resolve disputes. Um, and so that is my, um, I was gonna say that's my love, but yeah, that's my love um, is teaching people, you know, to understand because if I, I don't want us as business owners to just check the box and say, I got a contractor, check the box and say, I got an LLC, check the box. I got a trademark. I want us to really understand. And so the problem that I'm trying to solve is people being um, surface level with the legal aspects of their business. So really teaching them the, the impact and how they can leverage that so their business grows for the long term. You know, it's one of those things that I think is interesting about the legal industry um, is that oftentimes people, especially business owners, they don't seem to realize how valuable a lawyer is until they get in trouble. <laughs> so, so how has it been for you, you know, trying to be proactive on the front end of mm -hmm. introducing business owners to these concepts and introducing them to the, you know, the reasoning and, and just kind of like understanding like, hey, here are the type of problems that I help, you know, my clients solve. And here's, why that's important you know how has it been of helping clients understand that um as opposed to the ones who are just like hey i'll call a lawyer if i get in trouble <laughs> yeah it's been a a learning curve in multiple aspects number one in the online business space because my practice is 100 percent virtual so in the online business space i just like social media you know you see the highlights you see the good so you see business owners going from zero to 500K in 30 days or like, you know, you see those types of things. And 
with the law, you don't get that. It's like you form your LLC and there you have it. Like, <laughs> you know, that's it. Like it doesn't, you, you don't see that, that um, quantifiable return, right? And so, like you said, it's, it's proactive. And what we've been taught, I feel like society, the media, they show lawyers, you know, in suits, fighting crime, like there's always some type of trouble afoot when there's a lawyer involved um, and not the opposite where it's like, this lawyer is my best friend. I talk to them once a week at our weekly meetings and they advise me to do this, right? You don't see that. So I think that's one thing that's really hurting um, and making, m making it harder for people to understand the value of a lawyer. Um, from a business aspect, I've worked a lot on just messaging, right? Because it's, it's different to, I got all the technical jargon, the Latin and stuff. Like I, I can do that. I can teach people a certain way, but teaching people in a way that resonates with them um, is different than me spitting like, this is how you form an LLC. These are the 10 steps, right? Versus, you know, when you form an LLC, you need to do step three because X, Y, Z. And if you don't, then this could be the potential impact to your business. Like just making sure people really understand um, the levels that there are to what they're doing um, is the, the thing that I've had to learn. So having a business myself, uh, not just practicing law, but really understanding what it means to do sales what it means to do marketing, like, and you really touch people in that manner. Um, it's been a challenge to answer your question, but definitely a learning experience and something that I think that I'm doing well, because when people are finished working with me or while they're working with me, they uh, thank me for being so patient and breaking things down um, so that they do understand. For example, I had a client who um, was having their contract revamped. And this client came to me <clears throat> with a contract that was previously drafted by another attorney, but they, you know, just wanted to check and make sure it was okay. I read that contract and it was drafted in favor of the clients and serving their interests and not so much, you know, the person who came to me. And again, I think teaching just is so important because had you understood really like what you had, in that contract, you probably wouldn't ever use it. Gotcha, gotcha. You know, and I think that becomes so important because I've, I've seen some people, and I've been guilty of this myself at, at some point of just like, oh, I'm smart enough to, to you know, to read this, or hey, that other person has great <laughs> intentions. Until like, you know, one of my best friends, his wife is a lawyer, and she pulled me to the side and she said, Terrell, let me tell you something like they may have the greatest of intentions, but if they pull that that contract off the Internet and you guys go into a dispute and you don't know what's in that contract, mm -hmm. you're not going to be protected. And so from that point on, she was like, send me the contract. And she <laughs> <laughs> and but, you know, it's you know, I find that that's probably like many, you know, many business owners when, mm -hmm. you know, they're starting a business. There's so many different factors the legal side because i run into it also on the accounting side of like mm -hmm. trying to help them hey let's be proactive about setting your books up and they're kind of like well i'll get to that when you know i have more money coming in i'm like well you're gonna have yeah. a problem already then 
Yeah. <laughs> so now one of the things that I've seen um, from you online is, you know, some of the the different podcasts that you've been on, the different, mm-hmm. you know, when we click on your link tree, we see some of the, you know, the content that you have there. You know, how often are you featuring and joining on like other content platforms to share your insights? Um. Often, you know, I, I appreciate collaborations, just getting to know and work with other uh, business owners in my community, um, especially if there's a way that we can serve each other and serve each other's clients. Uh, podcast is something that I love to do, um, going live, you know, all of that. Um, it's just other opportunities for me to teach um, and really get the information out there so that people look at legal in a different way and not just like what we were talking about you know i only need a lawyer if i'm getting in trouble you know so just learning what it means to be proactive and how that looks like in business um so i I do them often i talk about legal business essentials online Um, i definitely deep dive into subtopics about contracts and client contracts and client experience Um, and then just the basics like around entity formation and doing things that keep your business afloat. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Now, if people are interested in learning a little bit more about you, maybe seeing some of that content and just learning more about your firm, where is the best place for them to find you online? Yes. The best way is through my firm's website, www.anasalawfirm.com, A-N-A-S-A, lawfirm.com. Um, secondarily, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm pretty active, so feel free to send me a message or contact me through the website. Gotcha. Now, one of the things I also have to ask about is the 2021 National Black Lawyers Top 40 Under 40. Um, mm-hmm. You know, what was it like receiving that recognition? Was it a surprise for you or was it something that you you had known you'd been nominated for? Um, it was it was definitely a surprise. I got the notice upon leaving uh, my last firm before opening my own practice. So it was um, for me. I took it just as a sign. You know, I'm I'm making the right move. Um, I'm gonna do great things. So it was definitely an honor to be selected and recognized in that way. Now, do you find that it it helped you in kind of leveraging getting your name out there or getting opportunities to, like I said, to collaborate with other content creators to, you know, to let them know what you were doing in your new firm? Yeah, definitely got to um, connect with some other attorneys, which was helpful because, again, I can do the law part, but running a business completely different. They don't teach you that in law school. So it was nice to find new people to talk to um, about that. And also, I did get some calls from potential clients. So um, just another opportunity for me to be out there. So yeah, it was great. Awesome. I love it. Now, one other thing that um, that I saw from you know, some of the information you shared with us about, you know, before doing the interview is we asked a question about kind of learning the financial side of, mm-hmm. you know, running a law firm. You know, what was your journey with learning that side of running your own law firm? Man, well, first of all, I thought I could do everything by myself and, you know, <laughs> quickly found out (laughs) 
that that is not the case. Um, just like I preach to people, you know, to contact a lawyer uh, when you have legal needs, I very much learned that I need to contact X professional when I have X needs. Um, and that's also been nice because I don't have to do everything. Um, it's nice to have that team of people who can help you. So that was huge in my learning experience and just investing um, in my learning when it comes to business. Because again, that's not something that I was taught. And in the online arena, it's always evolving. So just investing in learning about business and adding to my skill set. Um, has been super helpful. Awesome. Awesome. Well, before we wrap up, one question that I love asking, you know, every guest that comes on is, you know, when you think about your journey on going from, you know, studying to practicing law to now running your own law firm and still practicing law, you know, what's two pieces of advice that you would share with other lawyers who are trying to navigate that journey of, going from just practicing law to actually having a law firm? Yeah, um, to reiterate what I just said, number one is trust the experts, right? Whatever marketing, sales, um, there's a bunch of coaching programs out there by other lawyers who have been through this before, so we don't need to reinvent the wheel. Um, definitely get that help, whether it's community-based or a program that you have to apply and pay for. It is worth every penny um and number two is just be yourself like all the way um especially for black attorneys i feel like there's this image of what a lawyer is supposed to be and i've always tried to carry that and coming out of working for someone else i continued to try and be that which um held me back from how i wanted to show up but just leaning into my personality, the way that I speak and being myself has been so much more enjoyable. And it's made it, it's made me attract the people that I want to work with. Um, and I think that's super valuable because what's the point in going out on my own if I'm not being myself? So definitely trust ex experts and um, be yourself 100%. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Well, Liku, thank you so much for being an amazing guest and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. If you're looking for ideas on how to manage and grow a profitable law firm, this Facebook group is perfect for you because every week we are featuring conversations with successful lawyers and businesses related to law firms on tips, ideas, and technology that are helping many people grow and manage a profitable law firm. So if you're looking for great tips and ideas, you definitely want to click the link below so you can join the conversation and be part of the Law Firms and Finance Facebook.